This is Truth Be Told by Women Repurpose. Hey friends, welcome back to Truth Be Told. We are on part three of our series um, where we're discussing what it looks like to hear the voice of God, realize that it is the Lord that's speaking to you, and um, what to do if you're having a hard time, difficult time discerning um, His voice and the voice of the Holy Spirit. So today we're going to we're going to discuss what to do if you are having a difficult time hearing the voice of God. Um, so welcome back, Ivy. Good to have you. <laughs> um, let's talk about four things. Um, let's just get real practical. What are four things that we can do um, if we feel like we're not sure the Lord is speaking to us? Um, well, to start with, we can examine ourselves um, to see if there is unconfessed sin um, in our lives. And then the step after that is to bring into the light what is in the darkness. Um, we know from first John, um, we have this passage from chapter one verses five through 10. I'm just going to read it. Um, this is the message that we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him, there is no darkness at all. If we hate, say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all all sin. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So that's a pretty hard hitting <laughs> passage, but it's so reassuring though, too. We know that if we are living in habitual sin, or there's things that we haven't confessed and repented of that affects our fellowship with God and our ability to really hear his voice. But we always have that opportunity to repent, to turn away, to confess that sin. And he always is faithful and just to forgive us. Yeah, that's one of the benefits to um, regularly bringing before the Lord, the places that maybe are in the dark that we haven't confessed of is because it, there is that roadblock um, of fellowship with him that says that, you know, we know that he's covered our sins as believers, that we've trusted in him, if we repented of our sin um, and, and placed our trust in his provision on the cross that, you know, he has covered all of our sin once and for all, yeah. but he asks us to continually come to him and confess more so, so it doesn't hinder that relationship that we have with him. And we want to hear him rightly. We want to have that discernment. And so sin can be a barrier. So that's another good reason to confess our sin. It's just so that that is not a barrier um, to fellowship. Like it says here in first John five, um, that there's no fellowship um, with darkness, you know, light doesn't have fellowship with darkness. So that's the first thing that would be a really good um, thing to do is just examine ourselves. Is there any search me and know me, Lord, see if there's any um, way that is impure within me and, and lead me in that right path. And so it kind of goes hand in hand is like what, what sin we have buried inside and, and being able to discern the right path. Um, okay. So number two goes along with this. I, same idea, search your heart. And I, I said, search your heart is similar to examine, but in the sense of we are wanting to have purity, um, in our lives. And I saw three specific passages that point us to the pure in heart, actually seeing God. So that makes me think if, if there's something inside of us, um, that we see that we need to confess, like we said in, in the first one, um, 
you know, we need to do that because the idea is, well, we should want to have more holiness in our life and be more sanctified and more like Christ, more pure in heart. Matthew 5, 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Um, so chances are, if, if we're not seeing God clearly, there's probably something in there that we need to confess. Um, Hebrews 12, 14, same idea. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see God. So the more holy we we are, um, it isn't to try to earn, like I said, our righteousness before God. That That's because of Jesus. He earned that righteousness for us. But if we want to walk in intimacy with the Lord and understand and hear his voice, hear the voice of the shepherd, then we should be making effort um, to live more and more sanctified and holy lives. We shouldn't want to stay messy. We've talked about that on this podcast because we're not going to have intimacy with the father and chances are we're not going to hear the voice of God in our lives. So we should make that effort to be at peace with one another. That's important because hindrances in relationships, both the vertical relationship and the horizontal relationship, if it's hindered, then we're not going to have um, the fellowship with the father. Last verse, same thing, Psalm 17, 15, because I'm righteous, I will see you. When I awake, I see you face to face and am satisfied. Um, so the righteous actually see more and more of God. All right. Number three, we can reflect. When you feel that God is far away, reflect on the ways he has drawn near in your life. This is one of my favorites because we forget really easily. Um, but it's so important to stop and think back to the faithfulness we've seen in um our lives and what he's already done. And um, like one of the ideas we have here is a prayer journal. So not just writing down things we're praying for, but writing down answered prayers um, because that's important to, to pause and praise God for at that time. But it's also so good to look back on later, um, you know, even months down the road and not to mention years, you know, looking back and thinking about the times that he has um, just shown himself faithful over and over. And um, yeah, he is always drawing near. Um, Ephesians 2.13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So like you just said, you know, through the work of Jesus, we are close to God and we have that position because of what he did. We're his children. Just remembering that he is faithful. He has always shown up and then look at the fruit of what he's done in our lives. Yeah, I always think about in the Old Testament with his people, um, Israel, he had them set up like stones of remembrance yeah. or altars to go back to and remember how God had provided in their life and his presence because he knew we were a forgetful people. <laughs> he knew so easily that we would forget um, I mean, even when he took them out of Egypt and he had performed all these miracles for them, I mean, it was not long later um that you know, they had forgotten that he could provide and they were scared about going into the land and, and, and battling the people. And they set up all different altars, you know, different idols to worship. And you're like, man, if God had just manifested himself to me in that way, I surely wouldn't forget. You would think. Yeah. Like we want that. We want those big visible signs, but even, even his people, Israel, um, in the midst of tremendous supernatural signs that God performed and miracles that he performed in front of them so easily forgot um, that God was there to deliver them and to provide for them. So all the more reason we too should, you know, remember like 
that's why God said that. I want you to remember how I have been there for you. And so I think we should do that too. We should measure monthly, um, maybe take a day every month to like think about how he has provided and count the fruit and remember his provision on the cross, obviously, is the, the main thing, Ephesians 2.13, like you said. So number four, the last one is to pray. And sometimes I think that sounds really basic, but we forget to do it. Um, if we if we're having a hard time discerning God's voice, like we need to go to him and ask for, for wisdom. Uh, it says in James 1, 5, if you, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. I mean, that's a promise. Like if our heart is in the right place and we're seeking to have discernment so that we can um, fulfill the mission that he's given us here on earth and give him glory and all of those things that we've gone through that checklist that we talked about in the last episode of, is it the will of God or not? And if we've gotten a yes to all of those things and it aligns with scripture and it's been confirmed, we, we need to pray about it. Lord, just confirm that to me. Give me wisdom. Help me to know the right thing. And and one thing just of note with this is sometimes if, if God isn't answering us specifically, it's because it's not necessarily one way or the other isn't outside of his will. So like I said, you, you go through that checklist and it's all yes, it aligns. People say it you know, godly counsel says, yes, you know, that, that is a good thing. Um, but you're just not sure it's because sometimes it's not a sin issue. It's just, God is wanting us to have wisdom that he's given us to make a good choice and a good decision. An example of this might be, um, should I take my family on a vacation to the beach or on a family mission trip? Okay, well, one is not wrong versus the other. Um, one is not a sin necessarily, but that's the time that we get to reflect on, you know, what is best for our family in, in that specific situation. You know, is it something that we can afford? What do we need the most as a family right now? Do we need more re relaxation to connect and be still before the Lord? Or do we need to be about serving other people do we need a perspective shift? You know, so those are things that God sometimes wants to give us wisdom. Um, that there's not one right or wrong way in a particular situation. We just need the wisdom to walk forward in what would be best. Um, and so maybe sometimes God is quiet because he's just asking us to be wise and to seek him and move forward. And he's given us some freedom in that. He's given us passions. He's given, putting us in different situations and circumstances. And, um, and he wants to give us the, the freedom to make a, a choice um, that would honor him one way or the other. Um, if we've answered yes to all those things that we have talked about in the last episode. Sometimes... <laughs> We may not want to say that we know we've heard God's voice because it's not the answer we were hoping for. Right. Um, we talked about this not too long ago, going through our study in Philippians, talking about Philippians 4.13 and contentment in all circumstances. And that including that um, those times when God doesn't fix whatever the thing is in our lives in the way that we hoped. Um, sometimes his answer is no, or sometimes his answer is you have to wait longer. Um, and so um, in those times, we still need to be obedient. We need to be submissive to his will because he is perfect. And if he's giving us direction, it's for our good. Um, we can trust that. Um, we have a quote here from Johnny Erickson Tata. If you're not familiar with her, um, she was paralyzed at a really young age. And this was what she said 50 years after her diving accident. Um, 
from her wheelchair. This is her talking. She said, he has chosen not to heal me, but to hold me. The more intense the pain, the closer his embrace. Um, and God definitely works through those prayers that are answered in the ways we didn't necessarily hope for, um, but he uses those to draw us so close to himself. Um, and that is the greatest blessing. That is our greatest good. Yeah, that is so good. And I love her perspective on that because she prayed for healing um, and it didn't come, but God had to eventually show her, no, my answer is that, you know, I'm going to use what I've allowed in your life to further the kingdom because he has this bigger perspective and he gave her peace about that. And he showed her specifically in his word, how that is his his, uh, his priority. Um, and so he, he took her to that place where she could um, be at peace in that. But sometimes we don't know he's answering, like, like you said, um, it's not what we want to hear exactly. So we have to have that discernment to go, God, is it just, um, you are answering, but it's not in the timing that I have or, um, in the way that I want the response. So we have to be open to that, that God knows more than us. And we got to trust him that he wants ultimately what is best for us. Um, not maybe not necessarily in this life, but for sure eternally and having that eternal yes. perspective when we're seeking guidance from the Lord and, and trust his heart. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, those are such good things to consider. So we really hope that this has been helpful to you guys as you, this is just something that everyone kind of struggles with sometimes is like, how do we know that God is speaking to us and what to do if we feel like it's unclear. And so hopefully this gives you a little bit of direction and, and guidance um, as you try to discern that and just stay, stay in his word, ladies, stay faithful, stay obedient and prayerful and keep seeking counsel um, from other uh, godly uh, women who can give you advice and um, are in the word as well. So we love you all and continue to be truth tellers and love God, learn truth and live transformed.